Well, I'm sorry, everybody, for uh, the confusion and the, the heartache that you all endured for that. I am in the back of a truck. It looks like I'm in California, but I'm not. I'm in Ogden, Utah, where I'm I'm sitting under a bell tower, actually. The, the truck is parked under a bell tower on Weber University campus. And I know that seems odd that I would need a police escort to drive 100 yards or meters if you're in uh, in Europe, about the same. And it was a little funny. I had to wait for a cop. I got here early so that I would be able to do this on time. But unfortunately, police do not run on your schedule. They were nice. They were nice cops. But they do not run on our schedules, do they? No, of course not. But even though uh, there's no 30-second countdown today, I hope that this will suffice and that my um, my explanation will suffice as well. And you'll forgive me for my tardiness. This is the pre-shift. The vegan pre-shift. It's for vegans only. It's so hard to not abuse animals. Carnies can't fuck themselves. Don't fuck themselves. This is a shot of all vegans. Yeah, the finally the popo finally got me done. The interior of a kidnapper's truck looks sweet. Do you think it looks like a kidnapper's truck? I think it looks like a it's supposed to look like the Mojave Desert somewhere, like like 29 Palms or uh what do you call that? Or or Joshua Tree. It looks like Joshua Tree. Um the interior is funny. It only makes sense after you've been in the virtual reality experience. It doesn't make sense coming in. I don't know why they did it this way. I'm sure that, like, you know how when you get in your head too much as a designer, you stop thinking about what you're doing? Um, I feel like they should have done something differently inside. But who am I? I'm just a lowly worker, you know? But I think it's kind of cool. It's kind of it's kind of peaceful out here. I can see the clear blue sky. I feel like I'm in the desert. And then I step outside and I see the Colorado Rockies or the Utah Rockies, as it might be. It is a very, I'm in a very beautiful part of the country. Um, I'm on Weber University, where I will be giving people the the full VR treatment. Isn't that cool? I think so too. It looks like something straight off the set of Dexter. Have you never seen me in the back of the truck before? I've been in the back of the truck a few times because uh, my vegan outreach sometimes means that I have to be on campuses at early hours and so i'm not able to do it from the hotel and so i bring this cute little wi-fi the MiFi thing that we actually use for the experience so luckily PETA has one of these that we need anyway and now i have the internet how exciting what a, what, a, what a marvel why can't we can't we marvel at how beautiful the tech the technology is that we're able to connect a couple nights ago we we took the vegan group of um the vegan group from the University of Utah out for dinner to Vertical Diner, which if you're in in Salt Lake City, I highly recommend. It was pizza night. $15 gets you all the pizza you can eat, and it's all crazy vegan pizzas like macaroni and cheese pizza, breakfast pizza, uh, all sorts of different types of pizzas. It was pretty wild. And all-you-can-eat salad day as well. You get all the salad you want for $15. Anyway, 
we took them out and they asked a question about VegFest and events, uh, like vegan events. And uh, my one of my colleagues, Joseph, he's like, I don't like all those things. I'm an anarchist and I hate everything. And I, I don't like, I think it's stupid, any kind of vegan event. And I said, well, I think it's great. I think that it's um, we build community and we get to hear speakers that we don't normally get to hear. We get to try food we didn't get normally get to get to get. We don't usually get to try. And the other thing, the most important thing is something that I was listening to a different podcast and they were saying that, you know, getting together, you feel strong and being by yourself, you feel weak. And. I thought, wow, that's exactly this speaks to why I think that vegan events are so important. I know that there's a lot of controversy around them. And I, you know, some of it's good, some of it's bad. I think it should stand up to scrutiny, obviously. But what do you guys think? Do you think that veg fests are a good idea? Do you think that vegan campouts are a good idea? Or um, even the the food festivals and stuff. I used to love eat, drink vegan. I used to go to that one and Pasadena, and I went to the one in Portland. I think that when you are together, you feel stronger. You feel more powerful. It makes you feel like there's like the movement has has legs, has some momentum. And I think it's so important. I I think that's so important because then you don't want to quit. How many people started a YouTube channel and quit? How many people? How many people started? Uh, a vegan journey journey uh and quit how many people started you know wanting to be an instagram you know cre content creator and quit or a musician and quit or an artist and quit and the reason why people quit is because they don't have support it's because they don't have community it's because they don't have anybody telling them you can do it and sometimes you know Sometimes you have to find the fortitude, but I tell you what, like if I didn't have my girlfriend Karina telling me that I could do it, then I wouldn't be able to just keep going. There's been so many times, like I do a podcast every single day for vegans only. And, you know, you would think that I would have like a, like a bigger following or bigger subscriber, but you know what the thing is, I'm, I'm trying to build community in a way that I really give a shit about the people who, who subscribe to this channel. I actually care about them. Um, and I think it's a different vibe than a lot of other channels, you know? So but there's been lots of times, my point is, there's been lots of moments when I've felt like I can't do it, like I'm like what I'm doing isn't worthwhile. And when I get around people who are also trying to make the world a better place, I feel stronger. And when I have someone like my girlfriend or or, or any 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 one of my VFFs say like, thank you so much for doing this, I feel stronger. I feel like, damn, I can do this. Of course I can do this. Why did I ever doubt myself? How stupid that I had doubted myself in the first place. And that's what I think the vegan movement needs. And that's why I support things like vegan camp out and vegan. I've never been to vegan camp out, but like vegan yeah, veg fest, shit like that. You tell me what you guys think. What do you think? This is the best channel, says uh, says Jackie Boyle. Thank you so much, Jackie. You know, I got to meet a VFF yesterday. Vegans together strong. Yeah. <laughs> a Planet of the Apes reference. I like it. So I got to meet Elisa, uh, who, was, who is a sweet V bakery. And she brought us chocolates and rolls in Salt Lake City. And so she said she she knows me from the channel. And she brought me rolls and chocolates while I was on campus over at 
in, in Utah, in, sorry, the University of Utah. And I mean, what a wonderful thing. I got to meet uh, Jonesy in Denver. I got to meet uh, Luke in De Denver. I get to meet all of these awesome people as I traveled through the country. And I mean, I hope that I get to meet more of you. That's one of the reasons why I want to do another tour is so that I can meet more of you incredible vegan soldiers world a better place. You know what I mean? Great for community and a chance for education. Thank you, Neil. I think you're right. It's great for the community and a chance for education. I totally agree with that. I think that's good. If you don't like VegFest because you're an anarchist, but you go to the supermarket, what's your point actually? Well, that's how I feel a lot about anarchists though. I always feel like it's a really immature point of view. Like, ah, fuck the world, fuck the world. It's like, you know what, man? Uh, if you just spend your whole life with your middle fingers out, you just end up looking like a jerk. Like you could stick your middle finger up from time to time. I'm not against it. But if all you do is flip off the camera every single time or flip off everybody who comes your way, you know what? You're going to start looking like a jerk. That's just what's going to happen. There she is, sunburn bug. She made me rolls and chocolates, and I just ate the last two of my chocolates this morning while I was waiting for that police officer. not going to lie. I was eating those chocolates. I was like, you know what? This cop's going to come. I had a banana right there, and I had chocolates. And when you've got amazing chocolates and a banana in your hand, and you're thinking about what do I want to eat for breakfast, which do you do? You do the banana or you do the chocolates? I did the chocolates. You know, um... <laughs> I've been going to the gym every morning in every hotel that I'm at. And, and today I I got down to the floor just reached like because the entire breakfast, it was a huge breakfast spread at this hotel. I'm at the Best Western in um Ogden, Ogden, uh Utah. And there's a huge breakfast and it sausage, eggs, you know, all that gross stuff. It was just smelled so bad i don't know guys like people do you guys still do you guys feel the same way is something like breakfast food something that used to bring joy to your nostrils now that you've been vegan for a while it makes it makes it seem like just smells like dead animals it smells like blood to me i can't stand it yeah what I mean is not is that veganism is a rights movement. People start using it as a profit generator. Sometimes the rights message and effort comes secondary to the profit motive. Fair enough. That's fair enough. That's true. But but uh, that's we're we're entrenched in capitalism as well, and to use capitalism as a tool to push veganism might work. I don't know. I mean, I I support anyone who's trying to make the world a better place. I know that might seem naive, but I really do believe that if we keep supporting people who want to do the right thing, then maybe we will make it. Uh, maybe we might just make it. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> the supervillain layer. I see that. Yeah. <laughs> vegan community is good. Vegan capitalism is not always good. Well, the vegan capitalism isn't always good because of who ends up buying it. Like if you start a company, though, probably which witchy, if you start a company, it probably would be a good one. And then if you sold it to an evil company like Danon or something, then what do we do? I guess is the question. And that's kind of sad, right? I think that is kind of sad. You know what today is? It's National Cook Like a Man Day. Um, <laughs> does that seem stupid? Yeah, that's because it is. If you're a man and can't make one meal, like today is National Men Make Dinner Day. Like, like what? National Men Make Dinner first Thursday in November. 
Men make National Men Make Dinner Day on the first Thursday places the man of the house in charge of the kitchen of and the evening's meal. Hashtag Men Make Dinner Day. There's even a National Men Make Dinner website. What the hell? The man, the main meal must include a minimum of four ingredients. Apparently, one cooking utensil other than a fork. What? The man does the shopping for all the necessary ingredients. Clean up as you go. Aprons are optional. Does this seem like pretty lame? Like, watch cooking shows with your man so you both can be inspired. Like, do you think that we need a national? Are we in 1955? Is this the is this the vibe now? National Men Make Dinner Day. But I think if you what what we say is because I want uh oh first of all men to make vegan meals, but also you might not know that this is National Men's Health Day, and I have stopped shaving. It's November, uh, no shave November. Now, I don't know if you think. Men's health is important, but I think it is. And I use I've I've used it for many years to talk about veganism because the number one killer of American men and men in, oh, sorry, but number two is usually colon cancer, prostate cancer. You can go get your prostate checked, that's fine. But if you never want a, a knife in your butthole, I suggest that you simply stop eating animals and their secretions, stop eating animal flesh. I, that's how I want to talk about men's health awareness for this month of November. You're going to hear about it a lot if you're on this channel because I do give a shit because I think it ties directly into animal rights because the way we the way we address masculinity and how much and we tie it to how much animal flesh you're you're using um, is is perverse, right? And we need to fight that perversion. We need to. F- fight that we need to fight that that preconception that men need to eat animals baby animals that somebody else raped and killed uh in order to be manly that doesn't make any sense at all <laughs> yeah i love that yeah just a thursday at my house yeah i cook every meal when i'm home i don't know karina is uh barely ever cooks i cook every meal so i think it's kind of funny how old-fashioned says jackie boyle yeah Karina says, what? Yeah, Karina knows that when when I'm home, I'm the I'm the cook of the house. Yeah. I love cooking. In fact, I'm trying to I, I I'm hoping that I get to work on the pita taste truck, which will have a food element. I can't wait to find I can't wait to do to work on that and to to help with the concept and everything. It's just I think it'll be a dream come true. I can't wait to start. I can't wait to start. So happy National Men Make Dinner Day, but large, more largely happy men, happy uh, Men's Health Awareness Month. Happy No Shave November. Who's out there not shaving this November? Do we have any men in the house who are not shaving this November? Who's participating? Who is? Can we get? Can we get some scissors in the uh, some scissors emojis? <laughs> or anybody? Someone raise their hand in the in the chat. Let me know if you are participating in men's health awareness by not shaving your face and using it every time someone says something about your beard. You tell them it's about men's health awareness and stop eating animals so that you won't have a knife stuck in your butthole. Ben G, thank you, Ben. Thank you for thank you for participating. At least I'm not alone. 
Thank you for raising awareness for men's health awareness. Thank you for raising awareness for men's health. That's what I meant to say. Talking too fast. I'm terribly sorry. The word of the day. What is the word of the day? It's uh, it's analog, which I think is really important. I use the word analog all the time because I think of animal analogs, like the flesh analog. You could call a hamburger, like a Beyond Burger, an analog, right? That's a really good word. The animal analogs. Analog refers to something that is similar to something else in design, origin, use. In other words, an analog is analogous to something. An analog. Yeah, Beyond Beef is an analog. Sometimes I'll say things like, "I I I don't really eat too many of the uh, the anim the the animal flesh facsimiles or the flesh because I like the word flesh facsimile. I like that FF. But I will say like the animal analogs. I will use that as well. Like I don't eat many of them. Well, I do now because I'm on tour. <laughs> There's a lot. I went to this place called Blatches. Bar backyard barbecue, which was a person's house converted into a barbecue in um in Salt Lake City. It was wild. It was unbelievably good. And we sat in the backyard. It was it was a pleasant, cold autumn afternoon, evening in Salt Lake City. And we sat in the backyard and we ate Blatch's barbecue. It was so cool. I loved it. All the way from Galway, we have <laughs> we have uh paul campbell's in the house thank you for being here vic is not shaving something yet what what are you not shaving vic vic i would love to know what is vic not shaving uh shave <laughs> he's not shaving something else well vic you know you could do you you can observe men's health awareness month any way you like i just think that the uh the tried and true of not shaving your face and then every time someone mentions it, that you say, men's health awareness, please stop eating animals so that you won't get prostate cancer or heart disease or colon cancer. I think that's a really good thing. No Nut November about men's health. <laughs> I'm not sure, but is No Nut November about men's health or is that just a joke amongst men? I think that's just a joke for college students. Um, because I don't know any adults who do no nut November. I don't understand that whole thing anyway. I'm I'm pro I'm I'm sex positive. I think that people should be open and honest about their um their their sexuality. I'm a radical acceptor when it comes to that. And uh, you know what? They say that self-love is good for you. So I highly recommend it. They say it's also good for men's health. Talk about prostate strength. You know what I mean? That's just uh, something we should be talking about in November as well. Thank you for bringing up analog. There are many historical analogs to our current political situation and that can learn in order not to repeat the mistakes of the past. Great. Analog is a handy word for something that is similar to something else in design, origin, use, etc. As in tofu is a meat analog. Oh, my God. Is this person talking to me? I did not read this before doing this. Like it's relations analogy and analogous it traces back to ultimately to the greek word logos meaning word speech relation correspondence and proportion not to get too meta about analog oh this guy's such a good writer meta about the analog because he just said meat meat analog meta about the analog oh my god this guy's brilliant but the nouns analog and analog themselves are themselves anal analogs or <clears throat> analogs of one another. They differ only in spelling, though the analog spelling is more common except in context related to chemistry. 
the pair also function as adjectives, as in an analog watch or an analog recording. But in that case, the shorter form is preferred, except by those who use British English. Do we have British English in the house? I think we do. Anyone speaking British English like that UE? Anyway, I like the UE at the end when it's a noun, but what do I know? The analog. Webster English Dictionary spells it with a UE when it's a noun. <laughs> you do donut November. That's good. Do you know any good vegan? Well, you do. Well, you go where you work. There's a there's a voodoo donut. So you get vegan donuts every time you go out, probably which you can do the you could do the don donut November. It's a good plan. <laughs> eat nuts and seeds November. I like that one, vegan knave. I eat lots of I eat lots of nuts. I do. I, I can't I can't hide it. I can't hide it because um they're good for you. They've got selenium in them and shit. Analog, that's your word of the day. Thank you so much, vegans, for hanging out with me and doing the word of the day. You know, I didn't want to do, I don't want to cover the news anymore because I used to try to look at the news every day, but all it is is like more mayhem from the, um, from the, the horrible situation in the Middle East. I know everyone is sick of hearing about it and this is a vegan channel, but again, I will say that I condemn violence. I became a vegan because I'm against violence and oppression. I think that there's violence and oppression in the Middle East that needs addressing. I don't think that just taking one side or the other is helpful. I do believe that we need to be fighting, fighting fascism everywhere it is and fighting, uh, <laughs> fighting anti-Semitism as well. So, there we are with that. I, I, every time I wake up and I read the news, it's just more horrible news about that. And I just, I can't stand it, man. I just can't stand it. Can you? I don't like it at all. Well, I did. I did read the, in the uh, in the news in the news releases today that. Uh, PETA urges the National Institutes of Drug Addiction to implement a zero-tolerance policy for staff who violate minimum welfare standards. Contact animals. Squirrel monkeys have sustained serious burns. They uh, they ordered to a PET scan in order to capture images of their organs and tissues. And the NIH, the NIH report says the monkeys' rose, temperature rose to 107 degrees. Painful burns developed on their arms and their back. Why are we still doing this? Why are we still doing this to poor little monkeys? Government experimenters already torment to kill animals legally, and that's bad enough. They should be banned from labs if they can't abide to the very minimal laws and guidelines meant to protect their victims. So that's what's so sickening, is that we have laws protecting animals, protecting, protecting welfare laws out there. And this is something that makes me sick to my stomach, because I was at... University of Utah yesterday, and they've got tons of violations. It's not that it's bad enough that you are that you are experimenting on animals, but you can't even follow the the barest of minimums of 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 laws of welfare. I think they should be they should have their licenses. If you can't follow the rules, then they, then ban them. They shouldn't be able to use labs at all. I mean, I think maybe that's a way. To get to abolition, maybe that's a way to get to abolition. You break the flimsiest of welfare regulations protecting these poor, innocent creatures in your laboratories that you're going to murder anyway. You break the, the – so you, 
you know you're going to murder them so you don't care about their welfare because we know all of us know that once you put a dollar sign or a value of any kind on someone's death their life means nothing because their death means everything any asshole who tells you that they treat their farm animals like like fucking like their family is bullshitting you because the second there is a value on a death you cannot value their life that is what's happening in these in these labs and and they're not even following the tight the 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 basest of law and i'm talking the laws that are that are that are protecting the welfare of these animals in labs is fucking minuscule infinitesimal other synonyms for the word very small <laughs> so what i'm trying microscopic and if they can't even follow those rules then they need to be banned from using animals i think that this is basic if you if you break the speed law if you break the speed limit too often and are caught you know what they do they take away your driver's license if you drink and drive they take away your driver's license if you can't if you can't experiment on these animals and and follow the basics of rules then you shouldn't be able to have a lab at all take away the fucking lab and the national institutes of health well we'll see Anyway, that's today. They these, they burn these poor little monkeys at the uh, where were they again? National Institute of Drug of Drug Addiction. Yeah, the National Institute of Drug Addiction burn them. Burn them. Expose the monkeys to a heat lamp and a water blanket causing the burns prior to subjecting them to pet scans. NIH laboratories have a long history of animal welfare violations. Mice have been starved and scalded to death, accidentally overdosed on drugs, drowned and thrown out with the trash while they were still alive. And two separate incidents, mice who were being subjected to surgery caught fire. Yeah. What the, what, what in the bloody hell? You know what I mean? They're lighting mice on fire. Can you hear the bell tower? Can you hear it? All right. Yesterday, um, Utah, the Utah University of Utah has a podcast, and I was on it, and it will be broadcast, they say, maybe on Monday. And so I'm, I'm really excited about that. It's the first podcast I've done on the road, and they asked me all sorts of cool questions about animal testing, animal experimentation, and veganism and what we're doing. So I hope that I'll be able to, to share that very soon because I'd love for you guys to listen to it. I think that's so cool. I'm not participating. Um, like George W. Sometimes, sometimes money trumps peace. Same concept with lab animals. Exactly. If money, if money is the goal, then all bets are off. You could do anything you want with as long as money is the is the answer. It's simple. Animals in general. That's right. It's interesting. When I talk to economists, I tell them about how important economists are to the animal rights movement. They're shocked. And I said, well, why would you be? These animals are participating in our economic system without consenting to it. You and I have been born into capitalism and for and to some degree are consenting to what's happening here. I mean, I haven't heard the wheels of the guillotine squeaking on their ways to parliament, have you? I haven't heard those guillotines coming out. Call me when you hear them because I'd love to be one of the I'd love to be your axe man. But in the meantime, as long as the guillotines aren't rolling out, we're all kind of consenting to this. The animals are not consenting to this. They have not consented. The word consent 
needs to be repeated again and again and again. I think that the language of the Me Too movement should color everything. That's one of the good things that have come from it. I was listening to something about people with disabilities who are constantly being touched by people who are um, – let's say uh are, are 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 not disabled they they'll people will touch blind people and say oh let me guide you to this area and blind people now are saying things like i don't consent to being touched and people are like whoa shit and that's the type of shit we need that's the reaction we need when somebody touches you without consent you need to say i do not consent and when somebody touches an animal you need to say because you have a voice that animal did not consent. She did not consent to being eaten, tortured, raped, confined, enslaved. That's it. <laughs> you like the guillotine reference? Well, call me when they're rolling out, baby. Gorick, call me. The second you see those guillotines rolling out, give your give your boy a ding-a-ling, ding-a-ling-a-ling-a-ling, because I'd love to uh I love to be there. But until then. I feel like all these anarchists should shut the fuck up because I never <laughs> I never hear an anarchist talk about what doing anything important. So they all they all they all just hate everybody else trying. They all every anarchist every anarchist I ever meet always wants to talk shit on anybody else who's trying to make a difference. <laughs> but you know what? They never want to do anything. So maybe they're just a bunch of lazy, lazy, ignorant wretches. That could be a thing. It could be. It might be. Sometimes I think I'm an anarchist. <laughs> Turns out I just had mono. <laughs> I doubt anybody got that reference, but that's okay. Today in history, let's let's you know what? I was asked on the podcast why I care about history so much, and I told them it's because I believe that everything needs to be put into context. Students or 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 people who are involved in social justice, people who think that the that their work isn't making a difference need to have historical context thrust upon them because they need to understand that so much is changing all the time and you are affecting that change. You are the one who is making a difference because you're actually, you give a damn and you're actually out there trying. So good for you. Keep going. God damn it. God damn it. Vernie, let's see what's going on. What's going on today in history? I don't know. Pro, uh, Balfour Declaration proclaimed support of a Jewish state in Palestine in 1917. Wow. It's almost like this problem's been going on forever. Look up Cyrus. Look up King Cyrus and tell me that this is not an old problem. <laughs> yeah. Why wouldn't you care about history? Exactly. You know why people don't care about history, Vegan Nave? It's because idiots think that they can concoct wild hypotheticals and use that as a way to defend their moral positions. But really, we have historical references that we can use in order to put things in real-world context. And to me, I live in the real world. I don't know where you live, but that's where I live. Your anarchist troll face pretty much sums up all my experiences with so-called anarchists. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't consent to spoilers, but Sky don't care. <laughs> well, you know what? You don't consent to spoilers. I say that if something... If something is over one year old, you can spoil it. It's literally how we got here. Historical spoiler alert. 
Historical spoiler alert. What happened? Let's see. Jewish State of Balfour Declaration. Jewish State of Palestine. 1917 today. The Neanderthals in 1949 recognized the Netherlands. Sorry, the Netherlands recognized its former colony Indonesia as a sovereign state. I listened to something about how fever tree, you know, like the um um the Kona tree is a such a such a important. It, it's where we get tonic, and the English tried to steal it, and the Dutch eventually did from Peru. Did you know that the tonic water that you drink in your gin and tonics has this long sordid history of how it got into your drink? I did, but um, <laughs> I don't know if you did. It's for the quinine or the quinine or the quinine that's in the uh, that to to stop malaria because millions of people were dying on average. Two million people were dying of malaria every year, and they needed to stop it. Do you think malaria, that virus, might mutate someday and kill us all? What do you think? I hear it's a horrible disease. I hear it's really bad. You stop talking because you're shivering so much. You start seeing things. The Cuban Adjustment Act comes into force allowing 123,000 Cubans opportunity to apply for permanent resident in the United States. 1966, Nixon was the friend of the, was it 66? Was it Nixon? No, it was Johnson, right? Johnson was friend of the Cuban. Yeah. At 3 p.m., the BBC begins the world's first regular high-definition TV broadcast from specially constructed studios in Alexandra Platz, Palace, Alexander Platz, sorry, I was speaking German, North London, 1936. Baby Shark by Ping Fong becomes the most watched video on YouTube with over 7.04 billion views. I think it says a lot about humanity that the number one video on YouTube in 2020 was Baby Shark, do, 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 and that we all know do 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 that that is the fucking song of the pandemic do 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 to do 70 billion views explain that to me everybody knows baby shark it's what are we doing with what are we doing we get we have this incredible this blessing of technology what did we do with it we watched baby shark videos and i don't know probably porn 7.04 billion view. What the hell? Thriller single released by Michael Jackson, 1983. I remember Thriller was such a wonderful. It gave my little brother nightmares when I was, he wasn't allowed to watch it. 1983, he was only one year old, <laughs> two years old or something. He watched it and got nightmares. <laughs> the first official cheerleaders. Look at these guys. They're a bunch of dudes. Cheerleading begins in the United States in 1898. As Johnny Campbell leads the crowd cheering on the football team at the University of Minnesota. Well, you know what? Cheerleading has to happen in American football. For all you guys out there who think it's just a spectacle, it's because the game is horribly boring. And if you don't have somebody leading the cheer, all of everyone's just gonna sit there and just watch and, and, and twiddle their thumbs and get drunk. It's a horrible thing. You've never seen Baby Shark. I don't think I've ever seen it either, but I know the song. I know the song, Baby Shark. <laughs> Anything under one is a minor's guy. Anything over is fair game. When it comes to spoiling, yes, that's true. It's true. <laughs> USA will have invaded every country in this planet and brought peace, justice, and democracy. Spoiler alert. That's it. That's that's you know what? I wouldn't totally it could be it could happen. 
If you think that we're getting through 2025, I I I think before the end of 2024, we'll have American troops in another country. There's a lot going on, and I think it's going to happen. No one seems to care about the real sharks. Oh, Celtic tomato. Yes, no one seems to care about the real sharks, but they care about the baby sharks. Do, 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 do. And the mama shark? Is it grandma shark? I forget how it goes. Baseball World Series 2016. The Chicago Clubs. Cubs. The Chicago Cubs finally won. First title in 108 years. The the lovable losers finally won a friggin' baseball game called the World Series. I remember that. People were crying in my bar. People were tear servers were stopping working and crying that the, the Cubs finally won. The curse of the goat was finally over. Who cares? It's just a game. <laughs> Why is that thing? All these people, none of them are vegan. Burt Lancaster, one of the great, great uh actors of our of, of history, died in 1994, but he's born today, 1913. He was here from eternity, here to eternity. Oh, the Birdman of Alcatraz. From here to eternity, though, is the big one. It's a great movie, From Here to Eternity. Elmer Gantry, I've never heard of, and the Birdman of Alcatraz. But look how handsome he was. Man, people were better looking back then, weren't they? I think they might have been. James Polk, U.S. President, 1795. Mary Antoinette. Ooh, she got her head chopped off with a guillotine, lobbed right off. I'm the queen of France. And she was got her head chopped right off. You know why? Because when people were starving, she said, the people starving, they said, I have no bread. And she said, let the people eat cake then. The rich are out of touch. The billionaires don't care about you. They don't care if you're starving. They think that if you they think if you can't afford a Tesla, then you should be driving a Prius. <laughs> And if you can't afford a, if you can't afford a Prius, you should be driving a Tesla. That's what the rich think. Marie Antoinette, the 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 lessons of Marie Antoinette have been forgotten. They've been forgotten. Call me when they roll out the guillotines. Put me on speed dial because the second <laughs> the second you hear the squeaky wheels of the guillotines coming. You call me up, all right, baby? Call me up. No one cares about the real Cubs. <laughs> no one does. You know, in California, bears are pretty much, well, the golden bears are extinct. The California grizzly is extinct. It's on our flag still, but it's extinct. Warren G. Harding, another president. So we have two presidents born today, Lieutenant Governor of Ohio. Wow. So Warren Harding, the teapot oil reserves. So... So he, uh, following his death in 1920, several scandals came to light. Warren Harding. <laughs> I like to talk about the teapot dome stand scandal. Maybe you don't know what it is, but for a time, the American government was taking bribes from the oil trusts, Sinclair Oil, Standard Oil, the Rockefellers, those assholes, okay? They were giving money directly to politicians, and then politicians would sell land they knew oil was under that belonged to you and me, belonged to us, the federal government. They sold that land to those oil trust interests and pocketed the money. They sold it to them at a very low price, and they called it the Teapot Dome Scandal. Sinclair Oil 
I, I every time I see that fucking dinosaur Sinclair Oil, I just hate it because I know about the Teapot Dome scandal. Until Watergate, the Teapot Dome scandal was the worst, the most important scandal in American history. So maybe you don't know about it. No one cares about teapots. Yeah, I guess you're right. Nobody cares. It really has nothing to do with teapots. It's about oil. It's about oil, baby. And you know what? Warren G. Harding was a pretty corrupt individual. But you know what? Here's uh, James K. Polk was the uh, 11th president of the United States. He was a few was a few presidents before um, the Civil War. He's considered by historians to be the last strong pre-Civil War president. Yeah, in part because he achieved every domestic and foreign goal set out during his presidential campaign. People think of him, James K. Polk, as like the last uh, founding father type president, even though he wasn't very, you know, he was after, there was a lot of shit still going on, but he was a strong president. And people forget about him. He's got he's got uh, schools named after him and shit, though. Aga Khan, Pakistani. Yeah, he was the uh, imam and the Shia is Mali uh, Muslims, the 48th imam. I only know about this guy because the uh, the Shia and the Sunni, they uh, they weren't friends, right? In 1957, he died died a wealthy man. There you go. He was uh, lived in Switzerland throughout his life. He stressed Islam's compassion and was a strong supporter of universal free primary education and for women's education. Whatever happened to that? How come every time I hear about Muslims, they don't want women going to school? What is all that about? Why are we supporting? Why are we supporting countries that think that women shouldn't be allowed to go to school and that gays should have their heads chopped off? Why do we support those countries and those regimes? Why do we support theocracies? Maybe it has something to do. Oh, wait. See, it ties back to the teapot dome scandal, doesn't it? It's all about oil. It's all about money. They want <laughs> the only reason we support these countries that are chopping people's heads off for being gay or saying the wrong thing is because they have the oil and we want it. That's all it is. It's all it is. Don't 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 fall for it. Don't be don't be. Don't fall for a Warren G. Harding. It's David Schwimmer's birthday, guys. Can you believe it? It's David Schwimmer's birthday. Is he vegan? Let's find out. Is David Schwimmer vegan? No, no, I don't think so. Is David Schwimmer vegan? Mm, the answer is no. He's not vegan or vegetarian. He's just 100% douchebag. But David Schwimmer's daughter is vegan. He said he supports his daughter's choice. He supports his daughter's choice. Thank you so much, David Schwimmer. Maybe you should cook for Men Make Dinner Day. David Schwimmer, it's National Men Make Dinner Day. Make your daughter a vegan meal and eat it, you piece of shit. Friends, do you know how long ago that was? What have you done since then, Schwimmer? Nothing. He's done nothing. You're late, but you're here. That's okay. I was late too. That's all right. <laughs> the U.S. happened. Yeah, it did. It did. It did happen. How did it happen? I don't know, man. But here we are, David Schwimmer. Happy birthday to your daughter, David Schwimmer. I wish that I wish you weren't such a dirtbag. Is Shah Rukh Khan? Is he? Is he vegan? Is she, I don't think so. Shah Rukh Khan is Shah Rukh Khan vegan? I don't think so. If, let's see if Shah Rukh Khan is vegan. He's Indian. Strict vegetarian all his life. Is he vegan? 
Amir Khan is vegan, but Shah Rukh Khan has been vegan, has been vegetarian his whole life. So there you go. That's what he says. He's vegetarian. I don't believe that uh, vegetarians are part of the solution. They're part of the problem. They think they're doing enough. What? By only raping people on Tuesdays? That's not okay. Fuck a vegetarian. He supports his daughter's choice to be a decent human being. Way to go, David Schwimmer. Way to go. He probably supported poor uh, poor Matt Perry. To, never mind. I don't want to say. <laughs> poor Matt Perry. Rest his soul. Poor bastard. Nelly. Is it Nelly? Maybe Nelly's vegan. Is Nelly vegan? Nelly. How do you spell? Nelly is rumored to be vegetarian. A vegetarian rap museum, musician. Is Nelly a vegetarian? He's vegetarian. Weird. Nelly's cruelty-free and vegan. What do you know? Nelly. He is he supports vegetarian and vegan causes. I never thought of that. I, I still think he's a piece of he's still a dirtbag because he's you can ride with him, but he's um it, well, you know. I, I, I didn't think I was just kind of surprised that he's vegetarian. Still part of the problem, not part of the solution. Stop using animals. Don't use animals. Who is Nelly? <laughs> you don't know who Nelly is? I'll tell you, I'll give you a hint. It's getting hot in here, so take off all your clothes. I am getting so hot, I want to take my clothes off. I'm getting hot in here, so take off all your clothes. Elliot Davies, you forgot to shave yesterday for November. Good. I haven't shaved. Don't shave. It's to bring up animal welfare. Please bring up animal welfare, animal rights when you're talking about when you're talking about um, men's health. Please bring up animal rights when you're bringing up men's health. It's important. We don't we don't stop eating animals for health, but it is a great bonus that your penis will work if you go vegan. Go vegan, everybody, and your penis will work. Stephanie Powers. Let's see. Stephanie Powers probably not. I don't know. There's certain people of a generation I don't believe are vegan. Let's see. Stephanie Powers. Nope, not vegan. She avoids sugar. Great. Okay, whatever. All right. Awesome. Thank you so much. Let's see who died, and that'll be it. That's that'll. Then we'll do an affirmation, and that'll be the day from the back of the truck. How cool is that, huh? The Great Emu War, Australian soldiers armed with Lewis guns sought to cull the emu population over crop destruction in Campion District, Western Australia. Damn it, Australia. <sighs> you know what? I always like Australians, but man, they killed the thylacines. They killed they, they killed all the emus. Like, what's going on with you, Australia? Why is it? It's so hard to love you sometimes, Australia. It really is. I do love Australia. The emu wars were wild. Yeah. I know. They killed all the emus. I forgot about that. It's today. It's today. It's the day the emu war started in the 1930s and then dropped when you said, go vegan, your penis will work. <laughs> Viewer count just spiked when you were singing and then dropped. <laughs> when I said, your penis will work if you go vegan. If you aren't vegan, your penis won't work. If you are vegan, your penis will work. Ladies, if you have a boyfriend or husband who isn't vegan, you better turn that motherfucker vegan right now or else you won't be able to enjoy that disco stick very much longer. <laughs> this beat is sick. You want to take a ride on a disco stick? 
Lady Gaga, you better, you better make that, better make that boy vegan or let that man go. Let that man go. The emus won the war. <laughs> Be vegan for the peen. I, it's Men's Health Month. I am going to talk about penises a lot this month, guys. If you haven't been watching since last November, this November, every November, I talk about penises a lot. A lot of prostate stuff, guys. Get ready for it because this is Men's Health Awareness Month, and I take that shit seriously. We don't get to talk about it enough. We need to be talking about it more. Today in history... Rod Stewart divorces Rachel Hunter due to irreconcilable differences. It turns out he was sexy, but she didn't want that body. If you think I'm sexy and you want my body, come on, baby. Let me know. George Bernard Shaw. It's George Bernard Shaw died today. I love George Bernard Shaw. He wrote Pygmalion. And if you don't know, he won the he won the Nobel Prize. In literature, he's from Ireland. George Bernard Shaw, man, was vegan. George Bernard Shaw, vegan. He was. I'm, I'm almost positive. I think he's probably people going to say he's vegetarian, but I'm I'm like 99.9 percent sure that he was vegetarian. In the pursuit of his duties, he was to work frequently under most unhealthy conditions and to face all weathers. Yet any observant strangers would turn us take a second look at his virile figure in the street history of vegetarianism and george bernard shaw he never ate he ate meat until he was 25 and then was a steadfast vegetarian lived until the world of age of 95 but i have heard that he was actually vegan that george well he went vegan i mean it was he's too old to actually use the word vegan so i think he's like i think he counts i'm claiming george bernard shaw i'm pretty sure george bernard shaw was like an actual vegan like an ethical vegan so i think that i think that counts <laughs> the man in the back of the back is talking about penises on a college campus oh my good <laughs> i will put my dick hat on for future november streams <laughs> It's also Native American Heritage Month, and I will be talking about that as we get closer to Thanksgiving, I promise. Making vegan making vegan breakfast sandwiches. Good. That's good. George Bernard Shaw, he's one of my favorites, man. Uh, George Bernard Shaw. And he was one of... Uh, let me see. 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 He was such a great poet too, and I'm positive that we have a poem by George Bernard Shaw. Here we go. The George Bernard Shaw. I'm trying to find a good a good poem by George Bernard Shaw really quickly, so maybe I can. Here we go. All poetry poems by. George Bernard Shaw. Here we go. We are the living graves of murdered beasts, slaughtered to satisfy our appetites. We never pause to wonder at our feasts. If animals like men can possibly have rights, we pray on Sundays that we may have light to guide our footsteps on the path we tread. We're sick of war. We do not want to fight. The thought of it now fills our hearts with dread, and yet we gorge ourselves upon the dead.
Like carry-on crows, we live and feed on meat, regardless of the suffering and pain we cause by doing so. If thus we treat defenseless animals for sport or gain, how can we hope in this world to attain the peace we say we are so anxious for? We pray for it, or the hecatombs of slain. The hecatombs, the hecatombs of slain. To God, while outraging the moral law, thus cruelty begets its offspring, war. Huh? George Bernard Shaw, if you don't think he's vegan, read that poem, Social Poetry, and you know he's totally vegan. Very vegan, anti, very anti-animal abuse. Yes, good people list. He is definitely one of the good people, and uh, he won the Nobel Prize. Yeah, he was famously focused. I reckon he was solid vegan. I think so, too. I think so, too. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Yeah, he, I, I was trying to find the one that he really he really lays it on thick for animal rights. So I'm glad that you guys, I was able to share it with you. It's George Bernard Shaw. This is why George Bernard Shaw. That's why we do the the uh, the vegan um, historical context thing. All right, this is it. We're we're done. That's the that's the show. We have a uh, vegan affirmation. If you're not vegan, now's your time to GTFO. I don't know what you were doing here in the first place. You weren't invited. It says clearly that this is the vegan pre-shift. It's for vegans only. Good vibes are for vegans only as well. This is your daily affirmation for vegans only. Bliss is never more than a thought away. Bliss is never more than a thought away. No matter how I am feeling, I can always reach for a thought that brings me some sense of relief and moves me closer to bliss. I'm learning how to soothe myself back to this wonderful state of peace. And when I can't do it alone, I simply ask for help. Bam, you have to ask for help. I mean, that's the whole thing. That's why I said in the beginning, that's why it's important to have community and to know, have more like-minded people around you who also believe in the very basic things very basic idea that animals and all of us have rights, the right to not be raped, tortured, and otherwise confined and enslaved. Thank you. That was a great affirmation, guys. I'm so happy you were here, and I am sorry for uh, being late, but it wasn't my fault. It was the police's. And um, please like the video. Don't forget to hit that like button. That's the thing. That's the that's that juice, that, that sweet, you know, Wheeze the jooze. Wheeze in the jooze. That's a Polly Shore reference. I don't know if you got it. Wheeze the juice with me, baby. Come on and wheeze it. Wheeze it. Hit that thumb button. Stick that thumb right up there. It's Men's Health Awareness Month. You got to stick your thumb some places that you need to. We need to stick together. Beautiful affirmation. Thank you. Have a great day, venerable, virtuous, vegan folk. Really like that affirmation. Me too. No man is an island except on the first Thursday of November. <laughs> no man is an island. If you if you take from take from England a clod a clod of dirt from England. Anyway, I forget that poem. That's a good poem. No man is an island. Meditation number seventeen by John Donne. I think John Donne. I'm sure it's John Donne. Anyway, you guys, thank you so much for everything. I appreciate you. It's Bye. so hard to not abuse animals.
I'm in Utah. Thank you, Patreon subscribers. Thank you, channel members. Thank you, Wild Earth. Thank you, Vegly. Please, if you haven't already gone to Vegly, it's in the show notes. If you haven't checked out Wild Earth and you want your dog to live a little bit longer than dogs typically live in America or other places, um, you know, your canine companions, go to Wild Earth. Check it out. I'm going to have their veterinarian, a veterinarian on next Monday, and I can't wait for that. I've also got a special guest lined up for tomorrow morning too, so please tune in for that. Thank you. Um, we've got Fanny coming on for Sunday school on Sunday. Here we are in hump day, and I'm so happy that you're alive and that I'm here to be vegan with you. Go to veganofcourse.net, pick yourself up a goddamn t-shirt or hat. I mean, come on, let's do this. Thank you so much, everybody. I truly do appreciate you, and um, I can't wait to see you uh, in, in in Utah. If you're here in Utah, please swing by Weber College, uh, Weber State it's called, and we're in Weber County. Utah, or if you're going to be in anywhere near Chico, we're going to be in Chico State. Um, oh, shit. We're going to be in Chico State on Monday. So that's going to be a long ass drive. So hopefully, if you're in California, swing by Chico State. Check us out. Illegitimate, non carborundum. Don't let the bastards grind you down because I need you and we need each other. And the aminals need you absolutely even more. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Bye.